Well, here we are. Rather than being in front of the camera, I am going to be reading to you like this. So you're going to have to use your imagination. Close your eyes and think of this story. We are on chapter eight in the tale of Despero. And it is entitled, To the Rats. The Mouse Council, 13 honored mice and one most honored head mouse headed to the call of Lester's drum and gathered in a small secret hole of King Philip's throne room. The 14 mice sat around a piece of wood balanced on stools of thread and listened in horror while Despero's father related the story of what Furlow had seen. At the foot of the king, said Lester, her finger right on top of his head, said Lester. He was looking up at her and was not in fear. The mouse council members listened with their mouths open. They listened with their whiskers drooping and their ears flat against their head. They listened in dismay and outrage and fear. When Lester finished, there was silence, dismal and deep. Something intoned the very most honored head mouse is wrong with your son. He is not well. This goes beyond his fevers, beyond his large ears and his lack of growth. He is deeply disturbed. His behavior endangered us all. Humans cannot be trusted. We know this to be an indisputable fact. A mouse who consorts with humans, a mouse who would sit right at the foot of a man, a mouse who would allow a human to touch him? And here, the entire mouse council indulged in a collective shiver and disgust. Cannot be trusted. And that is the way of the world. My fellow mice, it is my most fervent hope that Despero has not spoken to these humans, but obviously we can assume nothing. And this is a time to act, not wonder. Lester nodded his head in agreement. And the 12 other members of the Mouse Council nodded their heads too. We have no choice, said the head mouse. He must go to the dungeon. He pounded his fisted paw on the table. He must go to the rats immediately. Members of the council, I will now ask you to vote. In favor of Despero being sent to the dungeon, say aye. There is a chorus of sad eyes. Those opposed, say nay. Silence reigned in the room. The only noise came from Lester. He was crying. 
and thirteen mice ashamed for Lester looked away. Reader, can you imagine your own father not voting against your being sent to the dungeon full of rats? Can you imagine him not saying one word in your defense? Despero's father wept, and the most honored head mouse beat his paw against the table again and said, Despero Tilling will appear before the mouse community. He will hear of his sins. He will be given a chance to deny them. If he does not deny them, he will be allowed to renounce them so that he may go to the dungeon with a pure heart. Despero Tilling is hereby called to sit with the mouse council. At least Lester had the decency to weep at his act of perfidy. Reader, do you know what perfidy means? I have a feeling you do, based on the little scene that just unfolded. But you should look up the word in the dictionary just to be sure. Chapter 9. The Right Question the mouse council set Furlough to collect Despero, and Furlough found his brother in the library standing on top of a great big open book, his tail wrapped tightly around his feet, his small body shivering. Despero was reading the story out loud to himself. He was reading from the beginning so he could get to the end, where the reader was assured that the knight and the fair maiden would live happily ever after. Despero wanted to read those words, happily ever after. He needed to say them out loud. He needed some assurance that this feeling he had for Princess P, this love, would come to a good end. And so he was reading the story as if it were a spell, and the words of it spoken aloud would make the magic happen. See here, said Furlough out loud to himself. He looked at his brother and then looked away. This is just the kind of thing I'm talking about. This is exactly the kind of thing. What's he doing here for cripe's sake? He's not eating the paper. He's talking to paper. What's wrong? It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. Hey, he said to Despero. Despero kept reading. Hey, shouted Furlow. Despero, the mouse council wants to see you. Pardon, said Despero. He looked up from the book. The mouse council has called you to sit with them. Me, said Despero. You. I'm busy right now, said Despero. And he bent his head again to the open book. Furlow sighed. Cheese. He said, cripes. Nothing makes sense with this guy. Nothing. I was right to turn him in. He's sick. Furlow crawled up the leg of the chair and then hopped onto the book and sat next to Despero. He tapped him on the head twice. Hey, he said, the mouse council isn't asking. They're telling. They're commanding. You have to come with me right now. Despero turned to Furlow. Do you know what love is? He said. Huh? Love. 
Furlow shook his head. You're asking the wrong question, he said. The question you should be asking is why does the Mouse Council want to see you? Oh, there's somebody who loves me, said Despero, and I love her, and that's the only thing that matters to me. Somebody loves you? Somebody who you love? What difference does that make? What matters is that you're in a lot of trouble with the Mouse Council. Her name, said Despero, is P. What? The person who loves me, her name is P. Cripes, said Furlough. You're missing the whole point of everything. You're missing the point of being a mouse. You're missing the point of being called to sit with the mouse council. You've got to come with me. It's the law. You've been called. Despero sighed. He reached out and touched the words, fair maiden, in the book. He traced them with his paw, and then he put his paw to his mouth. Oh, cripes, said Furlough. You're making a fool of yourself. Let's go. I honor you, whispered Despero. I honor you. And then, reader, he followed Furlough over the book, down the leg of the chair, across the library, to the waiting mouse council. He allowed his brother to lead him to his fate. Chapter 10, Good Reasons. The entire mouse community, as instructed by the most very honored head mouse, had been gathered behind the wall of the castle ballroom. The members of the mouse council stood atop three bricks piled high and spread out for them was every mouse, young and old, foolish and wise, who lived in the castle. They were all waiting for Despero. Make way, said Furlough. Here he is. I've got him. Make way. Furlough pushed through the crowd of mice. Despero clung to his brother's tail. There he is, mice whispered. There he is. Oh, he's so small. They say he was born with his eyes open. Some of the mice pulled away from Despero in disgust, and others, thrill-seekers, reached out to touch him, touch his whisker or a paw. The princess put a finger on him. They say he sat at the foot of the king. It's simply not done, came a distinctive voice of Despero's Aunt Florence. Make way, make way, shouted Furlow. I have him right here. I have Despero Tilling, who has been called to sit with the Mouse Council. He led Despero to the front of the room. Honored members of the Mouse Council, shouted Furlow. I have brought you Despero Tilling, as you requested to sit with you. He looked over his shoulder at Despero. Let go of me, Furlow said. Despero dropped Furlow's tail. He looked up at the members of the Mouse Council. His father met his gaze and then shook his head and looked away. Despero turned and faced the sea of mice. To the dungeon! A voice cried out. Straight to the dungeon with him! Despero's head, which had been full of such delightful phrases, such as 
happily ever after and lovely ears and I honor you suddenly cleared. Straight to the dungeon, another voice shouted. Enough, said the very most honored head mouse. This trial will be conducted in an orderly fashion. We will act civilized. He cleared his throat. He said to Despero, son, turn and look at me. Despero turned. He looked up into the head mouse's eyes. They were dark, deep, and sad, and frightened. And looking into them, Despero's heart thudded once, twice. Despero Tilling, said the head mouse. Yes, sir, said Despero. We, the 14 members of the mouse council, have discussed your behavior. First, we will give you a chance to defend yourself against these rumors of your egregious acts. Did you or did you not sit at the foot of the human king? I did, said Despero, but... I was listening to the music, sir. I was there to hear the song that the king was singing. To hear the what? The song, sir. He was singing a song about the deep purple falling over the sleepy garden walls. The head mouse shook his head. Whatever are you talking about? That is beside the point. The question is this and only this. Did you sit at the foot of the human king? I did, sir. The community of mice shifted their tails and paws and whiskers. They waited. And did you allow a human girl, the princess, to touch you? Her name is P. Never mind her name. Did you allow her to touch you? Yes, sir said Despero. I let her touch me. It felt good. A gas rose from the assembled mice. Despero heard his mother's voice. Mon Dieu! Is it not the end of the world? It was a touch. What of it? It is simply not done, came Aunt Florence's voice from the crowd. To the dungeon! said a mouse in the front row. Silence, roared the very most honored head mouse. Silence, he looked down at Despero. Do you, Despero Tilling, understand the sacred, never-to-be-broken rules of conduct for being a mouse? Yes, sir, said Despero. I guess so, but... Did you break them? Yes, sir, said Despero. He raised his voice, but... I broke the rules for a good reason, because of music and because of love. Love, said the head mouse. Oh, cripes, said Furlough. Here we go. I love her, sir, said Despero. We are not here to talk about love. This trial is not about love. This trial is about you being a mouse, shouted the most very honored head mouse from high atop the bricks and acting like one. Yes, sir, said Despero. I know. 
No, I do not think you do know. And because you do not deny the charges, you must be punished. You are to be sent. As ancient council mouse law decrees to the dungeon, you are being sent to the rats. That's right, shouted a mouse in the crowd. That's the ticket. The dungeon, the dungeon, the dungeon. To the rats, to the rats, to the rats. Despero's small heart sank all the way to the tip of his tail. There would be no light in the dungeon, no stained glass, no library, and no books. There would be no Princess P. But first said the most very honored head mouse. We will give you a chance to renounce your actions. We will allow you to go to the dungeon with a pure heart. Renounce? Repent. Say you are sorry you sat at the foot of a human king. Say you are sorry you allowed a human princess to touch you. Say that you regret these actions. Despero felt hot, and then cold, and then hot again. Renounce her? Renounce the princess? Mon Dieu! shouted his mother. Son, do not act the fool! Renounce! Repent! What say you, Despero Tilling? I say... I say... Uh, I say no, whispered Despero. What? said the head mouse. No, said Despero, and this time he did not whisper the word. I am not sorry. I will not renounce my actions. I love her. I love the princess. There is a bellow of collective outrage. The whole mouse community surged toward Despero. The mice seemed to become one angry body with hundreds of tails and thousands of whiskers and one huge, hungry, open and closing and open and closing mouth saying over and over again, to the dungeon, to the dungeon, to the dungeon. The words pounded through Despero's body with each beat of his heart. Very well, said the most honored head mouse. You will die with a black heart. Threadmaster, he called, bring out the thread. Despero marveled at his own bravery. He admired his own defiance. And then, dear reader, he fainted.